Full disclosure, I had such a struggle this week trying to write. I just couldn't, I kept overthinking everything. I just, it, it, sometimes it just comes and sometimes you just got to beat it out of you. But it was a struggle. And then I found it right under my nose. Lent is a struggle. Lent's a struggle. Last week, they, we had to go into the desert. No one wants to go to the desert unless you live in Arizona. We are called in these 40 days to resist temptation. One week, how are we doing? We're called to repent and to adhere to the gospel, to change our lives. We're called to sacrifice, to give of our time, to help the poor to add more to our prayer life, our spiritual journey. And they can be a struggle. As I look at all these readings tonight, it, it really says during this struggle, we're not alone. Not that we're all together, but we have a God who has not abandoned us. God who walked those 40 years through the desert with his people continues to walk with us. God knows what we need before we call out for it. He hears us when we do call. And as we heard in the story of Abraham and Isaac, he provides when the time is right. As we listen to the scriptures, even God has to sacrifice his own son. And for all of that, we should be grateful and so many times we miss the things that God does for us, and we forget that our life is, is filled with gratitude and thanksgiving. Even the word Eucharist that we celebrate here means thanksgiving. Our psalmist tonight, we have a wonderful Psalm 116. When I was ordained, there was a great line that I used on my ordination card. It said, how can I repay the Lord for all the good that he has done for me? The response we didn't hear in this reading tonight is, I will take the cup of salvation, I will raise it and call on the name of the Lord. We'll worship God. We'll, we'll raise that chalice tonight. As we raise that chalice tonight, we're raising all of our spirits, all of our soul, all of our body, our everything that we have is because Christ gives it to us. God gives it to us. And for that, we are grateful. David, who wrote this psalm, observed that when he was weak in faith or when he was out of touch with God, his whole attitude caused him to change. He couldn't find God's hand in his life. He wasn't close, and things didn't go well for him when he was out of touch with God. As we see so much through all of Scripture, when we walk away from God, he never walks from us, but things don't go the way we want them to. We have to come back always to God, and he shows us how. Cause him not to see God, and so he, 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 things look bad for him. But when he walked with God, when he was prayerful with God, when he was at peace with God, everything was going the right direction, when he could see God's hand in all things. I believed even when I said I'm greatly afflicted. 
I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I am your servant. You loosed my bonds. My vows to the Lord I will repay. Same for us as David, isn't it? David asks that eternal question that every one of us should ask ourselves daily. What can I do to repay you, Lord? What must I do to, to receive your benefits? And God says the response is just thanks. <laughs> Gratitude, thanksgiving. Even when you're in the midst of our we are even when we are in the midst of our desert, in the midst of darkness and the uncertainties of life, confusion of hope and faith. Think about where we live and what the, the time in which we live compared to some of these early characters that lead us to God through Scripture. You know, we live in a marvelous time surrounded by all the comforts and inventions and technology that we could possibly use and even more on its way. Born into a country that is the grandest of earth filled with opportunity and freedom where everyone in the world wants to come. We're born into families that Maybe weren't quite as fortunate, but most of us probably, yes, fortunate. And yet here we are. Here we sit where, where God's word can freely be and openly be preached without any fear, without any reprisal of it being, and, and, and it spreads all over the world from person to person, television, live streaming, radio, internet, Never before in history has it been ever been so possible to preach God's word. And for this, we should be always giving thanks to God. Always looking for his presence as he walks with us, as he talks with us. A friend of mine, uh, Susan, she lives in uh, Altoona. A few weeks ago, um, she uh, sang at her church. She sang a song and, and uh, accompanied herself on the piano. Uh, it was called My Tribute. It's a, it's a pretty um, well-known song, uh, Andrea Krauss. Uh, sometimes we know it more as To God Be the Glory. And um, the words say this, How can I say thanks for the things you have done for me? Things so undeserved, yet you gave to prove your love for me. The voices of a million angels could not express my gratitude. All that I am and ever hope to be, I owe it all to thee. To God be the glory. Most of us don't even consider gratitude to God. Occasionally, consider God's blessings you know, we've destroyed, we've dishonored the word that God has given to us, the gifts that God has given to us. They're never quite enough, never quite good enough. We've squandered the abundance of gifts that he's given to us. We've ignored our health. We are weak. We squandered our intelligence. We've turned against the very God who gives us this blessing. So in this second week of Lent, as Christ shows us himself, 
Let us stand before Christ and show our true selves as well. Christ on that mountain showed himself to be true God and true man. We stand before God knowing that in judgment we will render to him what is proper for our ingratitude. We ask ourselves, what have we been doing to recognize and to acknowledge the many blessings that God has given us? How do we repay the Lord who has given us so much? Our God is gracious. Our God will continue to give us more grace and more blessings. And for that, to God be the glory.